Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the pretty, the other half of this operation, Victor of Hand Force Reason, the Nostradamus of professional wrestling, Scott. We are coming to you from Above the Ring, Ship It Studios, premier wrestling podcast covering all things from AEW to WWE worldwide on Monday morning. Turner time, baby. Hey, Scott, how are we doing this week? Doing pretty good, Sam. Another fantastic week of wrestling as uh, we're getting mighty close. Double or nothing, Sam. Almost time to be in Vegas. We are getting very close. It's going to, it's, we'll be back already crying before you know (laughs) that. We wish we were still out in Vegas. True. The nice weather. Um, But before you get going, guys, uh, don't forget to listen to Scott's Raw Review, NXT, Narvin, SmackDown study that drop on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, respectively. Uh, Future changes to the show uh, coming up. There have been a lot of things going on right now recently um, in regards to schedules. these will not happen until sometime after double or nothing. So keep, uh, keep your eye out. Um, might be throwing some polls out there for some suggestions, but, uh, some exciting things happening. But, uh, aside from that, I know you're getting to the point where, uh, this week is finals week. So a lot more time to watch wrestling, if you will. <laughs> so true. Yeah. After, after this upcoming week, uh, I will be on summer vacation until the end of August. So I'll have, I'll have my, my nights semi-free. Obviously, we still got the Raw Review, NXT Narrative, and SmackDown Study to do. But other than that, yes, I'll have some some free time in the afternoon. So probably fill that with more wrestling because wrestling is life. <laughs> yes, it is. What else do we got to do in our lives, Scott? That's true. Um, we're going to go through the calendar quickly. Some actually, I'm going to, we're going to talk about some things that have happened, which I think would be benefit. I think should come up in conversation excuse me when we are talking about these wrestlers specifically in AEW at this point um i want to jump back quickly to the 30th of april triple a triple mania 30 in monterey happens we had and i, I was surprised this was didn't come up because we had our obviously heel turn with sammy and uh ty They've been in AAA for a bit now. Um, they just won the mixed tag match, the mixed tag championships, which is something I think would have been great to kind of like throw in their faces on Very Dynamite. True. Very true. Um, maybe that's something where they don't want them going over or whatnot. Da, 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 da. I don't know. Well, I, it was an int- I know Tony Khan's not really big on intergender wrestling so it would make sense to not have a mixed tag champs over there because then people would start clamoring for them to defend the titles and Tony's not a real big fan of that so that does make sense why they wouldn't show up okay no that's fair that's good that's good assumption I didn't even think about that um by the time this podcast is up while we record it WrestleMania backlash will have happened in Providence Rhode Island 10 minutes from my house um Obviously, Scott will have the lowdown this week about what has happened, what has gone down. We mm-hmm. were talking about going, um, but obviously with the Vegas trip, we wanted to kind of like, you know, save our resources. I would have honestly, would have been cool to go see the Cody-Seth rematch. That's pretty much the only reason I wanted to go. I don't know if there's anything, any reason why you would have wanted to go besides that. I mean, the Edge-AJ Styles rematch does look pretty good too um i have my thoughts about that uh i I briefly discussed it on the smackdown study 
Uh, I'll actually, again, while this before this drops, um, I will do a recap of the show. So that'll drop immediately after pay-per-view is over uh, on Sunday night. So you'll get a double dose of, of Bedlam. I love double doses of Bedlam. <laughs> um, on the 13th, um, MLW is having their King of Coliseum uh, event. On the 14th of May, we have New Japan Pro Wrestling's Capital Collision in Washington, D.C. Now, I want to bring up these New Japan cards that are coming up because I think they all might have repercussions going into A, double or nothing, and then B, the forbidden door. Um, where did you go? Capital Collision. The card at this moment is Tomohiro Ishii taking on Eddie Kingston. Oh, there we go. Boom. Brody King taking on Minoru Suzuki. Another one. Bullet Club, you know, J.Y. and Hikaleo taking on Chaos. Kazushiko Okada and Trent Beretta. Ooh. So we're getting close to home now, guys. I know. It's a storm coming in. Rain. <laughs> a little bit of rain. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Will Ospreay, and John Moxley. A four-way title match for the U.S. title. Oof. United Empire taking on TMDK. TMDK? What is that? That's not the kingdom, is it? The Mighty Don't Kneel. I've never heard of them. Really? They're together yeah. again? They're from Aus- they're from Australia. They used to be TM61 when they were in NXT. Yep. Okay, that's what I'm seeing now. Oh okay. shit! Oh, with that's Jonah. awesome that they re- they reunited. Yeah, let's yep. go. And, and they'll be with Jonah. Right. Oh, perfect. Name. Oh my god, that's perfect. And Bad Dude Tito. So an eight man tag team match. Grito Khan taking on Chase Owens. I forget Chase Owens is still wrestling over there. Rocky Romero, Yuya Umura, David Finley, Tongaloa, and Fred Rossier taking on Team Filthy. Uh, 10-man tag, and then Ren Narita taking on Carl Fredericks. So, load a card for Capital Collision next week. We will be... Uh, I may have to get my new Japan account back just for this one because this card fascinates me for some reason. Um, actually, I want to jump back. Two things. First and foremost, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla had their uh, an event on the first in which da- Daniel Garcia won the PWG Championship. That's right. That's right. So, I think it's something that needs to be noted. Um, I think this would have, again, we talk about things that they, that they could have brought into the whole JAS is, hey, you know, he's a sports entertainer with the PWG title, da, 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 da. Unless they're going the route where, hey, we're not going to count that because that's not a sports entertainment title. That, that's a valid point. That's true. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's something worth noting. Um, and back on the first as well, I believe, wrestling Don Taco uh, for New Japan in Fukuoka. Fukuoka. Oka, I need to take Japanese. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's really a match here I want to talk about, but I do. The one thing I want to mention, um, let's see. It had to do with somebody, somebody, let's get through it. Um, Juice Robinson said he was leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. He wasn't mm-hmm. signing the contract. I've come to find out he comes back. And he joins the Bullet Club, which I'm going to tell you right now, if anybody who I did not expect joining the Bullet Club, it was Juice Robinson. Right? Yeah. And, uh, it's, I, I'm just shocked. I'm really shocked. Um, yeah, I, I'm, mm, mm. 
And then I know there's some things with Will Ospreay, I think, in here. Will is actually going to be – GCW just announced a huge tour. I want to talk about that, too, while we're talking. They, they're hitting cities they've never gone to before. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, one of those cities is Providence, and I will not be here <laughs> due yep. to a wedding. And Will Ospreay will be there. And you're like, hey, should you need to go to that wedding? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> Well, we're not even through half the calendar. We're not even through May. 29th, double or nothing. We will be there yep. uh, June 5th. Yeah, June 5th is going to be Hell in a Cell. June 11th is NWA Always Ready. And then I think very important, which to me is probably the second most important pay-per-view for New Japan is Dominion in mm-hmm. Osaka Joe Hall. Um, I think that's very important to point out because the, this is prior to the Forbidden Door. You know, Okada versus Jay White. Jay White's been sneaking his face in AEW. So yep. keep an eye out. Uh, Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens taking on the United Empire of Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb for the tag titles. Tama Tonga is taking on Carl Anderson for the Never Open Weight title. And Shingo Takage is taking on Taichi for the provisional KOPW 2022 trophy at this moment. So as exciting as Double or Nothing is coming, that's only like the... Uh, it's the, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it's it's gonna be a wild summer. I'm telling you, if 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 you and I are not glued to our gluing our faces to the TV <laughs> by all out, I will be shocked. Very true. Very true. So a couple of announcements this week I want to uh, talk about aside from the calendar. Um, Stu Grayson, uh, surprisingly enough, is one of the few people who did not resign with AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he hasn't been as active. You know, he hasn't wrestled as much. Uh, I think I saw somewhere he's had 13 matches on TV since he's originally signed. And yes. that's criminally low. Mm-hmm. So they weren't able to come up with a new deal. So he's, you know, stepping away from the company. He had no bad blood to say. You know, he's just like, you know, I hope the Doc Carter does, does well. You know, I hope the company does well. Da, 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 da. Uh, Evil Uno came out and said, you know, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, I hope he does great things. So again, where he ends up, maybe he goes, you know, he could go to Japan. He could just go back to the Indies. He could sign with WWE. We don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting because him and Evil Uno came over as a tag team. That's right. And he's stepping away. I believe they were called the Super Smash Brothers. Yes. So. Yes. Because they were, um, they changed the name for obvious reasons. Copyright. Right, 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 right. Um, Impact. Recently lost the. Uh, oh man, I was I was gonna say the Iconics, but that was their name in WWE. Oh, the Inspiration. The Inspiration. The Inspiration yes. has left. Um, it sounds like they're gonna leave to go do acting, step mm-hmm. away from the ring for a while. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, too, I think Jonah. Jonah might have uh, not renewed his short contract he had with Impact, which is fine. You know, I mean. You need people to come in and out from time to time. Not everyone's going to – there's only so much limited time. As much as you and I love talking about all these wrestlers, there's not enough time in the world for all of them to be on it's there. True. It's and true. the top ones have to stay. Um, Tony Khan this week announced that the Ring of Honor acquisition has officially closed. I know when he made the announcement, like he was – you know, he, he I guess paperwork had been signed, mm-hmm. but there were still final touches that needed to happen. Right. So now he's officially – the sale has been finalized. He's the official owner. This is probably for me the most anticipated thing of the year after Forbidden Door. I need to know what the hell happens. Right. 
like what happens now? Okay, he signed, he owns them. What's the TV plan? What's going on? Da, 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 da. And, and I know and, what the oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna go into another whole different tangent, but you know, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I, I, I like how uh, Tony Khan has been dealing with the ROH wrestlers and like the champions so far. Um, obviously with with joe and everything for the tv title it's always it, it's good to have him on television it, it's trying to create interest for their champions and for their particular wrestlers that are you know high up on that's going to be high up on their card you you put them on the show for what one match maybe a couple segments get some interest and then once they get the television show hopefully you'll pull those eyes over to the new show as well that will that way they'll be able to follow both shows and be happy you're you're currently yes especially right now i mean again like you said joe is a big one mm-hmm. but they're not just doing that they're doing jay lethal and so Correct. they're creating the feud with them like this is a really you know i know a lot of people enough if you're if you were not if you're stuck on this the mantle the surface level of professional wrestling if you will if you only know what's going on in wwe aew who's say japan i'll throw japan out there in impact you know Jay Lethal is super underrated at the moment. Yep. He's, he is the face of Ring of Honor, and I, I'm very excited for this feud, and I'm glad that they're doing this this way. I love how they keep bringing in – what's his name? Um, their announcer there. Bobby, yes. uh, uh I forgot his name. I got so excited when Ann Riccoboni came out and was on commentary, one of the best commentators. The Him and Joey Styles are one of two – you know, they're both two commentators who can do solo commentary, yep. and I love it. He's the voice to me. He's the voice of Ring of Honor. Agreed. Um you know they've been using um paul turner as their ref who was actually from ring of honor before yep. he signed with i'm waiting for todd to come back that was one i've always you know he's he's like the og ring of honor true uh, true ref. yeah hopefully when they when they um get the television show that he'll come back um yeah i also uh, now that they've i know we'll talk about this when we get to dynamite um but now we have our undisputed women's champion. So now we can start building up that women's division in ROH, which was always desperately in need of a reba- uh, revamp. Uh, I know Maria did, did a great job when she was there. Obviously, now she's uh, creating her own women's wrestling league. So, yeah, it's, it's there's some exciting times. And now I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I want to know what the hell they're going to end up doing with this new show. Yeah, especially right now with the... Um with the Warner Brothers Discovery uh, merger, which it sounds like I know a lot of people were concerned. Some people were like, oh, this is, we can break this down a little bit. Um, People concerned that they're going to cut AEW, which in turn, they're like, oh, WWE is going to purchase them and that's it. And it's going to be no more, you know, they're going to be on top again, blah, 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 blah. There's a a lot of things here. And I was reading something from Meltzer and I was reading a bunch of different things. First and foremost, what needs to be remembered was Time Warner owned WCW. Yep. First and foremost, Tony Khan owns AEW. Correct. The only thing that I see happening if Warner goes, we don't want to carry them anymore, is Tony has to find a new TV deal. Yep. Which at this point, I don't think would be that difficult. Probably not. Actually, um, pro- oh, yeah, that's true. I'd say, oh, you just shifted the other channel, but they're, they're both owned by the same people, so that wouldn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with you 100%. Tony probably wouldn't f- have too much difficulty finding a, a, a big TV brand to go with. Mm-hmm. Who's not going to want to carry him? Wrestling's pretty popular right now. It's true. Um, it's healthy. Yeah, definitely. As, as Cody Rhodes would say in his, in his uh, latest interview with, with Stone Cold, which I have to go back to see, 
uh, in its entirety. Uh, professional wrestling and, and sports entertainment is 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 healthy right now, but it needs to. Uh, I feel like we're on the road for it to being much healthier. So, hopefully, yes. yes. So I think you know there's opportunities there for them to get on a, and I don't know what kind of deals they'd have to get because you know obviously WWE has their deal with NBC. Mm-hmm. Is that who owns USA? Yes. Yeah, NBC and Fox. So the only other channel I can think of that they could go to, if you want to talk about cable or network, I mean, it would be like CBS. I don't know who owns CBS. CBS or you'd have to go to like FX or... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could talk about this all day. But anyways, <laughs> um, so I'm not concerned so much. And now with Ring of Honor, he owns two companies. Yep. And there's a lot of growth here. I mean, if the Bucks proved anything, they were worth more than anyone in WWE when they were doing Ring of Honor. True. You know, they could be, they even if they didn't get like a big TV deal, which I think really helps them, honestly, um, I think they'd be able to make that company profitable if they went, you know, with Ring, especially Ring of Honor, where they were doing like the, hey, we're going to do like pay-per-view tours, or we're going to do like these four shows, four cities, always sold out. The crowds were always active. It was great, Mm. uh, very personable. I think it's doable. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, Ring of Honor, super excited to see where it goes. Speaking of which, it sounds like we have might have more competition coming up. It's two things, two companies. Actually, we'll start by saying this one. So Authors of Pain hmm. said they were returning to the wrestling ring. I'm like, oh, they're going to resign with WWE, which again, this was one of those teams where they were incredible. Let me tell you, you want to talk about tag team divisions, AEW bringing tag team wrestling back. Prior to AEW, yes, Ring of Honor had a pretty good tag team division. New Japan had a pretty good tag team division. Fucking NXT was on fire. Beautiful. Authors of Pain, Sanity, DIY, The The Revival. revival. (laughs) Like, what was the takeover we saw? It was the three. It was the three between DIY, um, the revival, and AOP. Yes, that match was absolutely batshit crazy. Banger, a banger. And then all these teams, like, except for me. Well, the revival never. They're, I mean, they're only starting to weasel their way up. No, I don't want to say weasel, but Champa is finally on the main roster um, as a solo wrestler. Yep. And then the revival, they were there. And they did win titles, but they kind of squalored because you know whatever reason. Well, this was the team. This this one felt like they had an old school. Okay, FTR had that old school Southern tag team feel. Yeah, they had this um, Legion of Doom. Um, fucking who's the other big one there from the eighties, nineties? Um, oh god, I just had it in my head. Uh, Demolition. Demolition. Like they had that feel to me. Like they were just the monster tag team. Yeah, they had a massive amount of potential. And when Ellering was was uh, their manager, they they were almost, they were unstoppable. And then once they moved them up to the main roster, Ellering didn't want to travel with them, so they dropped him. And then after that, it was just like, well, we're we're screwed here. Mm-hmm. So, um, they had oh, they did have more potential though when they teamed up with Seth Rollins. And I was just like, oh, here we go. Okay, this this could be good. A lot of people also figured that Samoa Joe would be a great manager for the two of them. Uh, there was so much potential for these guys, but 
just nothing came of it. And then I believe there were injuries involved towards the end, and then they both just got released. Yeah, yeah. And these guys, I mean, um, I'm looking at this Fightful Select reported this week that Ackerman Razar reached out to the wrestler, two wrestlers in regards to an event being planned for Dubai this June. They will both handle the promotion for the show and will wrestle. So I'm really curious. Uh, it's called Wrestling Entertainment Series. Um, it's coming to the point. I just need a network. I need a straight network where I can see everything. Like, right. honestly, wrestling top to bottom. Like, give me ESPN 5 wrestling or something. <laughs> you know, there's just there's a lot of good wrestling out there. I don't get to watch it all. There was a channel I can just be after work, be like, hey, I'm going to throw this on. Oh, look, it's championship wrestling from Hollywood or it's WES or it's control your narrative, you know, which that's another one we haven't even seen anything about. Like they're, they're doing true. tapings, but I don't know. Yeah, that and there's a lot of controversy around them right now, too. And it's just I don't know that we they need some good PR to to really drive people to go pay attention because right now they're getting attention for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, aside from that, aside from that, another promotion has just been announced. Again, wrestling is on fire right now. Um, and the fans will pick which companies they want to go to this and that and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who, again, you know, keep forgetting he wrote for WWE forever. Yeah. Um, he's looking about launching a California-based promotion. Um, he wants to launch within the next 18 months, but he doesn't plan on having a television deal when it launches. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying that, the finance, that financing for the promotion should allow him to have three-year run, meaning he doesn't expect to make money within that time frame. Um, he wants to find a location in Los Angeles that can call his full-time home, shoot episodes, produce a two-hour show. Um, so it looks like oh, this is interesting though. His mission statement is for the company to have reality-based storylines, equal time a lot to male and female talent, and to allow all his talent to become members of the SAG, the Screen Actors Guild. So unionizing them. Nice. Hmm. So curious. Again, I'm always on board to see what other companies do. Right. I mean, WWE is the top of the mountain. AEW is the mountain that's growing. Yep. New Japan, like, there's, there's so much right now. It's, it's so, again, it's healthy. It's so exciting. Will it be successful? Who knows? Maybe it's not. You know, maybe fucking Tony Khan starts buying up promotions. Yeah, it's true. Um, so it's turning into what Vince was in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> But before we get into this week's uh, the week's content, Scott, I heard you uh, were in um, up in uh, northern Vermont this weekend. I was just on on Saturday. Uh, my good friends over at ETWA had themselves yet another wonderful show. Uh, it's called the Green Mountain Classic, where they crowned their brand new ETW Heavyweight Champion. Um, a really good card. Uh, I believe there were eight matches. Uh, I'm actually going to be doing a, a write-up once again, uh, and that will be in the uh, local uh, paper up in, 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 northern, in, New, in Newport, Vermont. So 
that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I love going to these shows. Uh, unfortunately, their next actual show is not until September. They have another small uh, thing in, in August. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to that, but I'm excited. Um, this is this has been some some quality entertainment, and uh, and yeah, I just I just yeah, I love it. It's nice to be able to go out and just go watch some good wrestling live because, you know, being in Northern Vermont, I don't get a lot of chances to go to Boston or, you know, uh, other places in New York or Maine or so. It's nice to have something close to home. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I want to go back and again, between my, you know, my house being on a market now and, you know, trying to sell, uh, I want to go back to some indie stuff. The one went chaotic. I had a lot of fun. Um, GCW is going to be in FET. That uh, music hall in Providence. Mm. Uh, again, that's like ten. I don't think people realize how small the state is. I mean, I'm on the Providence North Providence line. Not even ten minutes. Um, takes me not even ten minutes to you know get to the other side of the city. Yeah, twelve hundred square miles. This whole state is so Providence is like small. So FET is literally again ten minutes from my house. Uh, it would have been cool. You know, very small. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so let's talk about this before we get into AEW. I want to go talk about Under Siege. Not because we didn't get to watch it. Unfortunately, you and I have been busy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of things happened. A lot yeah. of things happened. Uh, the event featured wrestlers from New Japan and AAA. We'll go through this card quickly. But then we want to talk about some things that I know you saw and I saw that we want to bring up. So... Pre-shows, Heath and Rhino defeated Raj Singh and Shira. Rich Swan defeated Laredo Kid and Mike Bailey in a three-way. Uh, the main card, Giselle Shaw defeated Madison Rain. Chris Saban defeated Steve Macklin. Taya Valkyrie came back. Yep. And defeated Deanna Prazo to retain the AAA uh, women's title. Ace Austin defeated Trey Miguel to retain the X Division title. Honor No More defeated Bullet Club. Um, which actually, now I look at this card, I was just reading uh, with Impact. I know we were talking about this last week. Um, Gallus and Anderson, their contract with Impact sounds like it's going to be up soon. I believe so. Yeah, I think it's maybe early this summer, maybe. The thing is, I don't know. They, on both shows, when they were on AEW, when they were on Impact, they've been great. Like, they're one of my state. I, I've always loved them. Yeah. They've always, always been really always, good. Mm. So I don't know where they're going to go. Um, yeah, Jay White was in that. You know, Jay White really likes, like, sitting in the American scene right now. Yeah. Um, Tasha Steele defeated uh, Havoc for the to retain the knockouts title. Mm-hmm. The Briscoes defeated Violent by Design to become your Impact World Tag Team Champions. Those guys always need to have a fucking belt on them. It's like, true. Not, not that they don't need a belt, but they look dirty when they have a belt. You just, like... This makes sense. Yeah. Like they are, they look like the dirtiest players in the game, but they're also some of the best talent. Yeah. In tag team. When they retire, like they will not be in the WWE Hall of Fame, obviously, but any wrestling Hall of Fame out there, right. they, any of them, they need to be a part of. And finally, Josh Alexander defeated Tomohiro Ishii to retain the Impact World title. So, a um, couple things that happened, and I don't know in which order, but we're going to bring it up. Um, Gail Kim. Now, Mia Yim. Why do I mix that name up so bad? 
that Gail Kim. I'm like, what did she do? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I, I'm like, I read, I, I like, I read everything before you came on. I'm like, wait, I didn't see Gail Kim's name anywhere. No, <laughs> Mia Yim made her return to Impact. You know, former uh, Knockouts champion. Super excited um, to see what happens there. She came back after the tie of Valkyrie and Diana Parago, uh, Parazzo match because Diana tried to attack Taya after the match was over and Mia came out made the save and tried to attack Diana so it looks like she's right back in and directly into a main uh, you know a main event title feud well, not title feud but main event feud with Diana Parazzo so if you're going to make a, a re-debut in Impact that's the perfect way to do it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm Talk about, oh, we talk about it all the time, but talk about somebody who could have been, she has star power. Oh, yes. She was there. She was yep. there on NXT. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited she's back at Impact. But also, one of our other favorite wrestlers returned on Impact. It was the draw himself, Sammy Callahan. The death machine has returned. Attacking Moose. It's just obviously it's perfect because Moose was the one that put him out in the first place. But Sammy's got a brand new like theme song. He's got a brand new just just everything's new except his badassery. So I'm I'm very excited to see what he does um, taking out Moose. And then I'm a hundred percent sure that Josh Alexander's on that list as well. So Sammy's coming for that title. I I don't know if we've ever seen them wrestle one on one outside, you know, one, maybe tag team? Maybe. That's maybe a good via, question. you know, against the North. So Josh Alexander, Sammy Callahan, guys, consider me I'm gonna say it, but it's gonna what's gonna happen. I'm gonna say I'm back on the impact train <laughs> and I'm not gonna be able to watch it. Maybe I'll have to start throwing my laptop on while I work and just kind of like have it in the background, kind of keep an eye on it. Um but no, Impact, Impact, again, is on fire. If you guys don't watch it, I know Steve, Steven. Uh, Steven, I'm calling you out, buddy. Um, <laughs> he's been nagging us, nagging us to watch Impact. I know, for months. He's been like, guys, it's like a dollar a month, a dollar, you know, so five dollars a month. I'm just like, I know, but I don't have, it's not the money. It's the time. It's the time. <laughs> it is the time. If we, I, I, Look, this is what I'm going to say. Scott and I already tweet the big things. Everything WWE and then AEW. If we hop back on this impact train, Scott, I'm it's gonna be safe to say that I don't think you and I are gonna have the time to tweet it. <laughs> it will not be because I got out of my sling account. It is it's it always uh DVRs. Yeah. I do not see me having the time to watch on a Thursday because generally Thursday is the you know schedule-wise, that's the night. My That's my girlfriend's Friday, so that's the time we spend together. Da, 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 right. da. Just to clarify, guys. But I have no problems watching it. Again, I really want to get back on it. Like, Impact, again, I've been, you and I have been talking about this back and forth, back and forth since you and I started getting back into Impact. Yep. Impact feels a lot like Ring of Honor at times. It does. And now conveniently with, with Honor No More being there, it really feels like ROH more. Than- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's jump ship quickly. Let's get back to let's get to the main part of our show. Like we always talk about when we talk about the this week's dynamite and rampage. We're gonna kick with dynamite. Um Owen Hart qualifier match. 
Jeff Hardy taking on Bobby Fish. The first time these two have ever wrestled, I believe. Which is insane, if you think about it. <laughs> what, what fucked me up even more. So Jeff Hardy has been wrestling since the mid-early 90s for WWE. Yep. Him and his brother were in just enhancement talent. I think Jeff. I think Jeff lied about his age to you know work. He was like actually wrestling at seventeen. I think. I believe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm, I could be wrong on that, but I, I swear he's you know said that before. It's like oh, I got a line. So I can get into the ring. Um, but Bobby Fish is actually like what? It's six, six, nine months older than he is. Yes, which blows my mind too, because Bobby. I mean, Bobby Fish looks, you know, obviously a little older, but I didn't think he was older than Jeff by almost a year. I was like, what? <laughs> What blows my mind is 30 years ago, had you had two 40 plus rest, 40 year old plus wrestlers in the ring, this would have probably been like, oh, yep, like a throwaway old elderly, you know, they would have just looked old. 40 is like the new like 25. It's true. And and I'm going to kind of pivot back to a thing I said a little earlier. Um, I need to go back and watch this this Cody Rhodes interview with Stone with Stone Cold Steve Austin because Cody said a wrestler's prime is thirty five to forty two and I was like, wow, you know that makes a lot of sense because a lot of wrestlers are going into their forties nowadays. So I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So to see these talents still being able to to put it a hundred percent when they're in their forties. It's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this was great. I love this. This was a fun match. This was like a dream match. Um, I just, I think Bobby got the win here. No, Jeff got the win. Jeff actually got the win. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is when you got to go back and watch just really what again, like you and I do, we tweet, so we miss a lot of things. Yeah. But this one, I just, it was great. It was great. Um, and kind of like what you said, you know, people going into their 40s and still putting on bank. I mean, look at AJ Styles. Right. No, <laughs> this man is still at the top of his game. Look at AJ or you look at, you know. Even Edge after coming back from his injury. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been he's been phenomenal. Well, no pun intended, but since since his match, since he's come back. So and you have some of them trickling into their 50s, like Dustin True. or True. um Jericho, if I'm not mistaken. Jericho is in his oh wait. I thought he was in his upper 40s, but no, maybe, maybe. Hold a second. Chris Jericho. I, I know he's old. Uh, I could be wrong. I know he's old. I don't know if we're talking about mid you know, 40s and lower 50s being old. Oh my god. <laughs> He's 51. Wow. So he's 51 and he still looks great. Yeah. It's it's that old, it's that, it's that statement. What the hell? My favorite, one of my favorite memes out there where somebody's like, Paul Rudd is now older than um Wilford Brimley was when he was in Cocoon. Oh, geez. You know, I know Joe Rogan talks about in his podcast, all that stuff. He he said on an episode, he goes, he goes, remember people in their 50s when we were younger? They were old. They were old. 50 was old. You yep. were like dead. You're practically dead. Now we're looking into our 50s and 60s, and people are like, they look fully like they're functional. In their 30s and 40s, yeah. You know, you like, you like, do. By the time you and I, you know, hit that point, geez, we could be going into our 80s and being fully, fun, you know, functioning human beings. If I make it that long, it will <laughs> be, like, be like, I don't know if I want to live that long. That's a lot of time. <laughs> so, uh, following that, we had Blackpool Combat Club taking on Butcher Blade and, and Helico. Um, Interestingly enough, and Helico actually, I think, is still under contract. Jack, yes. um, 
Jack Just Evans is no longer correct. Yep. But this Another was good. Another one that kind of disappeared. Mm, you know, they're really pushing Blackpool Combat Club. I'm, I'm wondering where they're going with this for um, Double or Nothing because we don't really have – I don't think we really have a feud with them yet. They're just the dominant faction at the moment. Yeah, they're just kind of just beating the snot out of people for now, and I, and I think that's perfectly fine. Um, I'm I'm hearing – now, this is just, just rumor – that the trio's titles have been created. They're, they're done, ready to go, but Tony Khan, I guess, is waiting for Kenny Omega to come back. So I'm like, wait, so we're going to wait another seven months before we see these trios titles? There are so many trios teams that are already out there. Just drop it. Kenny doesn't have to be the first champion. <laughs> Just drop the damn titles. Let somebody run with it. I'm wondering if he wants to do that because, I mean, they... I know the Bucks had their tight, you know, the tag titles, and he had the championship. But they all, I believe, at one point had the three, the six man tags back in um, Ring of Honor. Yes, ROH had their own uh, trios titles as well, or they still call them six man or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we need we need a trios title here. I think it would be a lot of fun. I think I'd be wondering Ring of Honor. I just asked myself, I'm like, is that uh, the truth? Because that's like, I think New Japan had six-man tags. Unless right. I'm thinking of the uh, the Ring of Honor ones that were always, like, defended. Well, yeah, I know. Ring of Honor did have them. I do remember that, that floating around, but I don't know how. This, this they're selective. They are selective. Okay. Who are the, who are the current champs? Uh, it's the Righteous. Uh, Bateman, Dutch, and Vincent. Oh. So, man. Something magical about six man tags. I don't know what it is. Like, if it's a, it's a, if it's done correctly, yeah, it could be a whole lot of fun. It's just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I like, I like championships that are defended and not just kind of there for show. <laughs> U.S. title in, in the Continental Championship. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, I just want, want <laughs> I just want titles to be defended. Same, same. Um. We're going to jump back a week where uh, I believe Warlow defeated uh, Lance Archer. Yes. Lance Archer and um, MJF said he had a mystery opponent that he's, you know, seven foot tall and you can't teach that. And man, I had no idea who he was talking about for a whole week. The wrestling world was just shocked <laughs> to find out that W. Morrissey walked out on Wednesday. Now, I, want to, I really want to talk about this. First of all, Wardlow, W. Morrissey did the job, but they still made him look like the monster character he is. Mm. Um, he looked great. Um, again, when he came back to, you know, when he came to Impact, it was awesome. It was cool. Da, 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 da. Um, we had the we want Enzo, no, we don't chance going on. I was dying. I was dying. I mean, uh, honestly, as, as much as people hate Enzo, the man knows how to talk. And I was always thoroughly entertained when he was on the mic. I think it would have that would have worked better had they not been a tag team and he been his manager. True. No, that's very true. Yeah. Because I again I love I love Enzo to me like is one of the best mic talkers that WWE produced in the past 10 years. Yep. 
top 10 for me. But when he would get in the ring, it was like, okay, yeah. now I'm watching. Yeah. No, I need something. I, uh, dude, this should have been a manager wrestler relationship. But no, this was really good. Um, obviously, now we got MJF like, you're going to sign, you know, we're going to have a contract signing this coming week. In Long Island, of all places. Yeah, the most magical place on earth. Correct. MJF. Right. Um, I'm looking forward to that because we all know, he didn't say it, but we all know what they're signing for oh my God. at this point. And Damn. I love the buildup because I was waiting for him to say it, but yeah. he never said what they were signing for. Yep. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. But I also want to make note. This is something and I've seen a lot of comments and I'm like thinking to myself. After that match with W. Morrissey and Wardlow, WWE said that somebody backstage in WWE was, said they were very impressed with W. Morrissey. So could he go back to that company and wrestle? Maybe. This is the W. Morrissey I would love to see. Like if he was to go back, you need to keep him as W. Morrissey. See, that's the thing. I don't know if they would. They'd probably throw him back as Big Cass. Or... Well, okay. You want to call him Big Cass? That's fine. But this is the this is the guy I want to see in the ring. At oh, I agree, a hundred percent. I agree with you. But you know how the WWE is. They don't like to bring people back and not use their previous gimmick. It's just it's unfortunate because I can take WB Morrissey as wb not w mason w morrissey i can take him as a legitimate heel threat mm-hmm. big cast or an unfortunate placement bear. of his big hand big ass i i can't take him seriously as a heel which is un, which is unfortunate yeah no i mean it was kind of like when they watched the ftr bucks match and wb's like oh wow we're impressed and i saw that comment i think it was on what culture if i knew who commented on it it was the greatest thing where like it was somebody who put in quotations yeah they looked incredible you know we wanted them in clown costumes before but now we just fuck we we really need to see them dress up as clowns now yeah like (laughs) <laughs> I think I know what you're talking. Yes, I think I, saw I, think that I sent too. that to you. It was incredible. But <clears throat> I think very few people are going to get the Cody Rhodes treatment. That's what you're kind of talking about. Very few Correct. people are going to be able to show up as Cody Rhodes, as AJ Styles, right? Um, and be able to continue their character, continue who they are, right? Had had the elite gone over, that was the rumored contract in 2019 they would have had the almost like what full control character control creative control till mania for like six months and if they didn't like their contract they could have booked it afterwards right would have that lasted i don't think so no because they wouldn't be able to do everything that they do the majority of the bucks move set wouldn't be allowed in wwe so (laughs) oh yeah they would have they would have booked it um but yeah it was good um another reason again i want to get back into impact you know because of morrissey he's great he's been doing wonderful things following that we had the hangman page promo which hangman page always throws a good promo but this one this was really good but also like there's some jabs at uh cm punk there 
our, our hangman's turning a little heelish here. And I, I was I was very happy because I was thinking, I'm like, who's going to be the heel in this? Because you really can't go babyface versus babyface going into this because it just, I don't know, it just, I feel like there needs to be a reason for one of them to hate the other. And I'm glad that it's hangman that actually pulled the trigger to be more of a heel here. I don't, yeah, I don't think it would have... CM Punk was, I think CM Punk got some booze one particular match he had so far since September. And he did it, I don't know if he went after the city or a certain wrestler that people liked, but he was able to, he, he, he knew what to do and say to make sure he was the, he was the, the bad guy here. Yeah. You know, and I think in this case, and everyone loves Hangman, but I, I don't know, could Punk have done it? I think Punk could have done something to get the get the heat but i think i think here punk needs to punk's gonna have to be the heat you know the face here um i think hangman will retain but i think this heel bit i think this heel bit might go over into like him getting a little too cocky see leading to his title loss i'm gonna talk picks before the pick show but that's fine see i I disagree. I think they're setting something up here. I think that I think Punk will win the title and then this will cause Hangman to go full heel. Ooh. Ooh. And then what? Punk loses to MJF? Yes. Because MJF is the next heel champion. It's gonna happen. The only other thing I could see is if Hangman does retain, Wardlow's next. Wardlow may be next anyways. Oh, oh God. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, it's a booking time. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So we'll say either or Punk or Hangman wins the title. Yep. Wardlow will be next. Wardlow wins the title. MJF takes the title off of Wardlow. Like we could be talking like a year down the road because obviously after MJF gets destroyed by Wardlow at double or nothing, I think MJF might actually maybe take a vacation, kind of go, go away for a little while. Wardlow will then run his way up the chart, take on the champion, maybe revolution, maybe all out wins the title. Wardlow has a nice run. Here comes MJF just blows his way through the contenders we could be looking at double or nothing next year. I mean, this may be too far out, but MJF and Wardlow, and then MJF wins the title. And then that's right before the great war of 2024, the great bidding war, right before MJF might disappear and, dis- and go to WWE. Long-term booking, folks. Long-term booking. Interesting, interesting. I would, I would have seen it the other way where MJF gets the title and then Wardlow takes it from him. But that would, I mean, yes, I can definitely see that as well. But if Wardlow's going to go over on MJF, because he's going to, Wardlow would easily be right up there in the top five immediately. And then would challenge for the title. Interesting. I like this. I like see see our brains are different, but we're in the same we're in the same universe when it comes to it. So it's I, I, you know I if if I, if we're gonna agree on anything in this in this conversation, I think most importantly, 
MJF and Wardlow are going to be champions back to back, one Correct. way or another. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, I hate to say that either that Punk would be a transitional champion, um, or that Heyman would get destroyed by one or the other, but I think it's going to happen. So I'm looking. I'm, I'm going to say right now. I'm looking here on the championship list. We have had four champions. Yep. Um, as of today, Hangman Page is 175 days as champion. Chris Jericho is 182. So by the time we get to double or nothing, he would have surpassed the time Chris Jericho has had it. So I think it's about time that the title changes hands. Yeah. I can't believe that. That's wow. I didn't think Jericho's reign was that short. Wow. Mm -hmm. All out to revolution. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Remember when it all out in um, September revolution, uh, John Moxie came in and took him out. Right. And that was almost, was it 200? I'm literally looking at the numbers. That was 277 days. And obviously, Kenny, a winner has come and won it in the fucking steal of the century. Right. I, Just, uh, you, and, I, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I miss Don Callis. I, uh, I love how he kind of showed up at, what was it Revolution? Yes. Uh, but just, he, we need more Don. We just need more Don. He's just. Uh, I want to see. You want to talk fantasy book and like, <laughs> maybe will never happen in our lifetimes. I want to see Don Callis and Paul Heyman shoot on each other. For me, Paul Heyman is one of the greatest managers that's ever lived. He's one of the best talkers there are. He's a madman. And Don Callis, I mean, Don Callis actually, if I'm not mistaken, started in ECW. Don Callis has become a fucking monster. Like, and don't get me wrong. I love Dan Lambert on the mic. He just has some heat. But Don Callis. Don can, can keep it going. I think yeah. Dan has a shelf life on, on how long he can kind of make things going before it's too cringy. <laughs> yep. But but Don can keep going. Here's a tag team for you. MJF and Don Callis versus Paul Heyman and L.A. Knight. Let me talk to you. <laughs> Let me talk yeah. to you. That would be incredible. What a promo <laughs> off that would be. I haven't watched that in so long either. NXT. I'm like, I forgot. Oh, LA Knight, Eli Drake. Oh, oh, he's another one great on the mic. Yep. You know why I haven't watched it? Because I'm a dummy. Dummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So following that, we had San- a grudge match. Santana taking on Chris Jericho. Yeah. I believe Chris Jericho getting the win here. Um. I love the beginning of their intro where you have what's his name. Um, the Jericho Association Society has been, you know, the the prime standard for the past fifteen weeks in all elite wrestling television. I'm just like, this is incredible. Like the level of like, you, you know where that comes from, right? No, WWF back in the day when they would have their their intro you know how it's the 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 then now and forever but before mm-hmm. there used to be something like the world wrestling federation for 15 years the leading you know whatever blah 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 in sports <laughs> entertainment so the moment i first heard that i i oh my god i almost had a fit because i was like going oh, they're fully embracing the sports entertainment aspect of this and it's just 
it's so good. I have to find a video of it and send it to you. But yeah, it's 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 obviously it's not word for word, but it's pretty damn close. It's no, just, it's great. It's hysterical. Um, again, this was a good match. You know, Santana Ortiz, one of the tag teams that needs those titles. They need yes. to have those titles on them. Um, you know, Santana got the shit kicked out of him. I think Ortiz came out. He got the shit kicked out of him. What's interesting here is we're talking about a five on three. <laughs> Something's got to give. There's got to be, there's no way this is going to be a five on three. It hasn't happened. It could happen. Could, or there could be more people that show up for Eddie. Um, we, we could also probably get Eddie versus Jericho at double or nothing, which I would be all for watching. Get the life. rematch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't know. Well, they keep it on commentary. They keep pushing the idea like, oh, it's five on three. They're not going to be able to beat them. So that, for me, almost convinces me somebody's getting involved. I just don't know who else they've had beef with. I can't think of anybody right now. Or it could be Eddie could make a phone call. Remember, there's, there's, there's two members of LAX in that, in that three group, in that, you know, that threesome. There are other members of LAX. I know. I know. And that's what I've been thinking. But aside from the LAX members, I'm trying to think if they decide not to bring somebody else from LAX in, who it could be on the current roster. I don't know. So I'm curious. This is one of those, this is one of those storylines. I don't know where it's going. And, and I that's like exciting. It. And that's mm-hmm. exciting. That doesn't that doesn't really happen too often anymore. You kind of have an idea of where this is gonna go at some point, but with this, it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna go right into the next match. Um Varsity Blondes had called out the House of Black. Mm. Uh, and House of Black comes out. And they go, they attack, you know, Griffin, uh, Pillman. And they get Griff on the ground in the middle of the ring. And they give Julia Hart the chair. She almost hit, we almost got the turn, guys. We almost, almost. got the turn from Julia Hart. And she didn't, and, you know, Malachi yelled at her, like screamed at her. So this could be one of those things where maybe she never actually joins, and maybe this is something where it's going to get teased, and, you know, she realized her actual loyalty belongs to the Blondes, or maybe it takes time for her to turn. Well, I mean, if you've, I don't know if you've noticed, but the more often, because I obviously I haven't been able to watch uh, Darker Elevation, but her eye makeup has been getting darker and darker and darker and darker, kind of like what happened with Malachi. And now she's got the full side face black. And I'm like, this has been the longest storytelling with a character trying to, I don't know if she, to turn that I've ever seen. <laughs> And this past Wednesday, I was like, we're finally going to get it. This is great. And then all of a sudden she, she, she stops herself at the last minute. And then I was, I was, I was like, all right, well, now this more character development, what's going to happen next week with this? Because you would think there'd be some type of conversation between the varsity blondes to be like, what the hell is going on? Why did, why did you almost attack me? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really curious on where this goes. Um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we get something at Double or Nothing. I think they need to build the story. They need to take the story out from the Dark Elevation and start bringing it on to you know Dynamite and Rampage more. Yep. Um, but Death Triangle came out and saved them. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep. Um, thought this was weird, a weird segue. Cause I don't know if you know, I didn't even think that the match was happening. I totally forgot about this because this happens. They chase him out, but then we go right into the Owen Hart match. Yep. With, yeah, I think with, them still in the ring. Yeah. Ray Phoenix or what? Dante Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Which Darius, from what I've read, it wasn't another car accident, a, a severe car accident. He's out for another nine months, which sucks because top flight is top tier. Yep. But Dante is an incredible soul. This was this was a dream match. This was a pay-per-view level match. A lot of fun, yeah. Like doing flips off the top rope, landing on their feet. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Jeez. Stop showing off. <laughs> this one, this one was tough. I didn't know. I wanted either war of them to win. Yeah, one either of one would have been fine. It would have been great. If we want to fantasy book this before we go into the quality, um, because now we we have um we have we all have the contenders the, picked. We have the but there's a joker. For yes, for both, which is for, which I didn't think they were gonna that, that explains why they were like cutting this so close. Right. Let's do this now. We don't this can be side, a side thing. And again, we're gonna be this is gonna be decided at the pay-per-view. But I'm gonna I wanna call my pick now for the men's because I'm cocky like that. <laughs> Actually, in the women's too. Why not? Let's let's do it. Let's do a quick one, if you will. Um, who wins the men's Owen Hart Cup? Uh, who's who's in the brackets? I remember off the top of my head. You you want me to just blurt mine out? Yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you right now, there's only one man who I think would be beneficial in winning this. Okay, and it would boost his fucking ego to the ceiling. Adam Cole, baby. You see, I do agree with that, but I think his first-round opponent might have something to say about it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would not um, be surprised if Adam Cole loses in the first round. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, this anything can happen. Like, I know. There's, there's a lot. Yeah. Do, everyone in this card, I will not be upset if they win. That's true. But who the hell is the Joker? That's the thing. I've heard names from, from everywhere. My, my personal favorite, and I would love to see this, would be Claudio. Mm-hmm. Get the Swiss man in there. I think that would be great. Whether the, it happens or not, I don't know. But my, my concern with that is because Samoa Joe just, just you know, joined. And if he was going to come over, that would be awesome, but I wouldn't want to see him coming on an L because that man deserves that man deserves like upper mid card status. No, I agree, but you also have um, familiarity between the two because yep. they've wrestled each other for you know forever when it comes to WWE. Okay. So that would be a great and even so, if Claudio comes in and he does lose, you still could have a forty minute banger, and then mm-hmm. have you know and have Joe go over or. How I think this might actually happen is if Claudio is the one that comes in to challenge Samoa Joe, Joe can lose, but it had would have to be because of what's going on with um, Jay Lethal. Yep, one of them would have to cause him uh, to lose the match. Okay, okay, interesting. I know I'm all I'm I'm all about it. We're actually going to see what happens on 
Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I believe we have a couple of matches for each, or at least two of the men's. But for the women's, I don't know. I think I'm I, I'm trying to look, and I don't know on this one either. It's either going to be Tony Storm or Red Velvet. That's yeah. That's a that's a that's a definitely good a good option. Um, I'm I, honestly I'm most interested to see who the Joker is against Britt. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of surprised that Britt Baker is the one that drew that short straw, because you know it's probably going to be somebody big, and they're gonna they're gonna beat Britt. So or. Or let's hypothetically look at this, Scott. Maybe Tony Tony Storm doesn't win because whoever wins, Doctor, you know the the Joker and Doctor Britt Baker match has to wrestle Tony Storm or JD Hater. And what if it's Hater and Britt Baker? And what if that's the uh, crack in the foundation? No, nah, finger poke of doom will happen. <laughs> I figured I figured we talk about that because I want to. I oh, like, right. we're starting this, and I want to be like. I want to. I want to see in a month how right we were. It's true. No, I mean, I I, I believe you're correct because um, um, if Britt does win her match and then Jamie somehow beats Tony Storm, uh, I guarantee you Britt's gonna be like, "Well, just lay down. Let me go to the finals." And Jamie's gonna be like, "No, I don't think so." So I think you're right. If anything, this will be uh, the beginning of a crack in that in that foundation. It'll be a good one. It'll, it'll be. Uh, can't wait. I'm I'm looking for this tournament's gonna. I love tournaments. You know that. So I'm excited. And factions. That's right. And factions. (laughs) So finally, the main event here. Interesting one. This one. Diana Perrazzo, Mercedes Martinez for the Undisputed Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Mm -hmm. My biggest problem with this. Okay. Match was great. Diana's always great. Mercedes is always great. The biggest problem with this match is they did not advertise this match as they should have. No, they they like briefly brought it up last Wednesday, and they really didn't push it. Uh, number one, number two, I didn't like how short it was. I was hoping yeah. they'd get more time. Um, and I'm I, I'm not surprised that Deanna lost, but part of me is still surprised that Deanna lost. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, she's technically still an Impact talent. True. So I can see that. Um, will she have a title on her again soon? Probably. She's she's the virtuosa. She's incredible. She's great. It, it it's weird not seeing her with any titles mm-hmm. at all. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. And again, that's more reason for us to watch Impact in the time we don't have. I know. Um, but because they didn't advertise it, the the, the crowd was dead. They really that were. That me. was really upsetting. I didn't like that. Yeah, that that's very true too. Like this was to me. This was this was a great match. This was uh, again. You and I. We've been on Deanna's train since. Since she joined, like she just is one of the best, probably my top five female wrestlers currently active. Yep. You know, so, but it was great, guys. If you have not watched this, watch this. Tell us what you think. Looking forward to it. Uh, seeing what happens. But let's talk about Rampage. Interesting things on Rampage. Mm. Um. Tony Storm, Ruby Soho taking on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. With um, Storm getting the pin on DMD. 
Yeah. And the doctor. Brit, Brit eating the pin was very, very surprising. Um, also, I want to, I don't want people to sleep on Ruby Soho either. I know she hasn't been on television lately, but she can make a little bit of a run here too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's, um, I could see her slowly moving up the card. I could see her getting to the final, you know, or semifinals, semifinal, quarterfinals. Um, again, these two cars, they really picked them out. This is one of those where I'm not going to be upset whoever wins this. I don't have a fit. I don't have a favorite of who I want to win. Right. I pick Adam Cole as my choice of who I think will win. Not because I want him to, but I think he will. Everyone else, I would be happy. And you, they can do anything with this. I don't even know. Is there a stipulation to like, if they no. win the cup? I think you just win the cup. I think it's just going to be a yearly event to win the cup, I think. Should there be? Yes. I think whoever wins should get a shot at a title of their choosing. Kind of like be their money in the bank type of thing. Except in tournament form instead of a ladder match. Or maybe they should um, maybe just get a title shot at the, the top title. Yeah. You know, a title they're choosing, sure. But, like, you've just won the Owen Hart Cup. Give it some prestige, you know? Bell you point. get a title shot with the cha- the world champion. All right. You know, not, 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 your, uh, not the TNT or the TBS champion. That's what I think. If you want to give it a little more uh, prestige, a little more uh, – you know what I'm saying? I don't have to. No, no fair enough. No, I, that's fine. I was just giving you know people more outs if they want to go for other titles, but no, that makes, maybe there that are. makes a lot of sense. And maybe they are. Maybe maybe you know maybe somebody would prefer to go off the so and so with the TNT or the TBS title at that point. Um. Also, this is at five thirty. I'm going to tell you right now. I stop. I stop clock out of work at five. I work from home, so I'm just like cool. I got my my night is mine. Yep. Not upset. And again, this week, I believe it starts at six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's because keep in mind, guys. And I know everyone's gonna be like, well, I, I've seen a couple of actually you sent me something. I total I don't I don't want to say I ignored, but I didn't notice it till this morning when I was looking through. I'm like, fuck, how did I miss that one? Because <laughs> I forget sometimes we'll be like talking all the time on Snapchat, but then we'll be talking all the time on Instagram or we'll be talking all the time on like we're not consistent. No, we're everywhere. <laughs> So one of the things that uh, was brought up was the ratings on uh, Dynamite this week. And um, obviously the, the reason why this is 530 is because we're going through the NHL and the NBA playoffs right now. Yep. Um, both are on fire. Both, this, you know, a lot going on. Um, we're in the conference, fi- uh, conference semis for the NBA in the first round for the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. The fucking, um, now I'm, I'm pulling it up just to kind of like, Look who played that. Dude, the fucking Celtics blew it again by two. I know I saw that. Oh, my God. At least uh, I'm hoping, and I know I'm getting out off point here because I was talking about ratings and whatnot. (laughs) And I'm not, I'm I'm pretty much saying nobody should be concerned during this time of year about ratings because the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs are always going to be king. But, oh, my God. Just like, like the fucking Bruins lost like five to one, five to two the first two games. I'm like. They're great during the season. The moment they hit the fucking playoff, they tank. Well, they did win game three to get the momentum, hopefully coming back on their side. But they're also, they're at home. So if they win game four, then, you know, it's 2-2 going back to Carolina. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we at? Is that today? 
I think that's today. I think so, yeah. 12.30, yeah. 12.30, wow, we're totally getting off track. Um, <laughs> but um, it was great. 5.30 was wonderful. Got out, you know, finished at 6.30, was able to walk away. I know you had prior engagements, so you couldn't watch it live. True. True. By the time you guys watch this, I hope all of you have seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. My God. Ugh, so good. <laughs> but following that, we had... Um, Hook taking on J.D. Drake. Actually, it was before that, Tony Nese came out with Mark Sterling. I love this pairing. I think it's 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 exactly what Tony Nese needed. Uh, and, um, so, yeah. So it's interesting. It, it, you, know, you know what really fascinates me? It's taken me years to really understand the necessity of a manager. I understand it. They're good for a voice. They're good to kind of like help give the, somebody momentum. This here for me was the final piece, which made sense. Mark Sterling is now a name in AEW. Mm-hmm. Like he's like a, like with what he's done with Jade, he has, he, you know, he's part of the Mark Sterling brand. You know, this is, you know, when you're part of that brand, you're going to have a name, you're going to move, you know, you're going to move up. You don't just, have, you know, he's a good voice and whatnot. Tony East is a good talker. Yes. He's a great wrestler. He doesn't need somebody to, um, really do anything for him but like advocate for him right and to me this was the point piece where it's like what is what does tony niece need he has everything he should be moving up a card but then i like this makes sense yeah this makes sense and mark sterling is great tony niece he looked at and i was waiting for this i'm like I'm like oh who, what match are we gonna get? who are we gonna get who are we gonna get he goes i want dan house but oh no that's what he said he goes i want Somebody who's been undefeated in AEW, and I want Dan House. And I was like, who the? F-? I was like, oh. I mean, he, he's not wrong. <laughs> and then we have, obviously, we go to the Hook and JD Drake match where Hook gets the win. And then Dan Housen comes out. You know, you know, he wants to, you know, Hook Housen. Like, I'm, I, dude, I've never wanted a t shirt in my whole life. So bad. <laughs> I want the Hook Housen shirt. Um, but he, um, uh, you know, he goes to shake his hand. He kind of like taps him. He's like, don't want to do that. So Hook throws him, you know, Dan Housen gets out of the range. Just kind of like. Then he had, he drops he a, bag, had a of bag of chips. Bag of chips with a bow on it for, for Hook. <laughs> and I know the Cornets of the world are going to be like, you're going to put somebody who's doing so well with a comedy wrestler. I actually had to watch some Dan Housen matches this week because I'm, I'm actually not too familiar. I love his character, but I'm not too familiar with his. And he's actually really good in the ring. He's really good. So keep in mind, kind of like Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Yep. This would be a great pairing. Yeah, it's like it, it's the it's the perfect analogy for perfect strangers. It's the rock and sock connection. It truly is. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's true. Yeah. A lot of people are comparing it to that. It makes a lot of sense. Uh yeah. It, it, when it's not a matter of if, it's when this actually happens. Give them the tag team titles. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I I can't wait. You know, especially since we, like they're doing they're doing again the Orange Cassidy thing, where it's like we you know oh he's 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 the slow guy who's with the best friends. You know, oh he's in a match. Oh, this is gonna be a score. What the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, exactly. And then he's over. Yep. I would not be surprised if we get the same thing with Danhausen. Yep. You know, my thought, fa- well, it's funny, year, 
years ago before I started, like, cause I was going to train at one point, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. I was going to go to a school. My father asked me, what's your character? What's your thoughts? You know, what do you, you know, what are you going off? Of? He goes, he goes, cool. If you're talented in the ring, that's, you know, very, you know, that's good. But the people that were remembered from the eighties were the Hulk Hogan's, were the Macho Man's, were the Pipers, you know, were the DiBiase's. Those were the people like they had a character. They were like over the top. They were just. Dan Housen is about to be a household name. I'm yeah. dead serious. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost bought my nephew's Michael Brawls of him a couple of years ago. Nice. <laughs> Because they would have been uh, very nice Christmas gifts, very evil Christmas gifts. Yes. After that, we had another, uh, the final women's um, tournament match. Yuka Sakazaki returned. Mm. The AEW taking on Rio. Um, I this is one of those things where even though AEW has been around for three years at this point, this is already feeling like. This is one of those the good old days kind of match. Like I remember yeah. all the the Japanese women that had started in the company initially. It's like, oh man, you know, there was so much excitement at that time, and you know, they were in and they were wrestling. You know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, they both look great. Uh, Rio obviously is moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I think is it no? It's Britt Baker got the Joker. I forgot who Rio was wrestling. Uh, I believe it's Ruby. It's Ruby, yeah, I believe. And then Hikaroshita is wrestling Red Velvet. Yeah, so um, I want more of this. I want, like, I know they only have, like, one women's match an episode, but we need to kind of bring back the, kind of like they did, they had that women's special where it's like, hey, we're going to focus on the women's wrestling right now. I need more of that. I really need more of that. Last but not least, um, I'm going to fuck up his name. Jay Lethal and Konosuke Takashida. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, DDT Pro Wrestling wrestler making his uh, Rampage debut. DDT is one of those... DDT, to me, has always been the, the Japanese comedy wrestling company. Okay. But, like, when you do watch their matches, you know, whether it be... Kenny Omega wrestling what the uh, the middle the middle school girl or somebody wrestling the uh, the sex doll or uh, <clears throat> there's a lot to be said about people you like doing that kind of stuff and making it look like it works right you know so this match this was I mean again we what do we need to say about Jay Lethal we haven't said this kid Kanowski great yeah great in the ring. real good. Again, this week was the – how do I word this? This almost felt like the week of dead main events. The okay. crowd was a little yeah. more lively here. Yeah. But they weren't like if this was Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe. Right. I, I think it's just because they're unfamiliar with you – know, either unfamiliar or not really interested, which is unfortunate. But I don't know. It, yeah, but this was good. I've seen a lot of things, the whole AWWE, you know, thing coming up recently. And one of the things that comes up, which I would absolutely agree, that WWE does better than AEW is the video packages. Yes. AEW needs to up their game video packages. Uh, we need more people. We need to understand who these lesser known wrestlers. I mean, okay, let me rephrase that. I... I'm a psychopath and I'm going to look up any wrestler who wrestles and learn everything about them in five minutes. 
I've been like that since high school with video games, with music, with movies, with comic books, you name it. Always been like that. Not everyone's like me. Some people honestly need to be spoon fed this stuff. Not sound like a dick, but some people just don't care. You need to give them five minutes and spoon feed them. Yep. That's what they need to do. I thought it was great. Had the video package been there, it might have they might have built this up a little better. Right. Like people would have been like, oh, this, this, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. I I it's upsetting. Again, it was great. I, I definitely think this is one thing they definitely need to work on. Yep. Especially now we're getting towards the end of their well, not the end, but we're pushing into the third year of their contract with um TBS and TNT with Warner. If they want to keep their contract going, I think there's some time, there's some things they need to up. This is one of those things. But great. I love this episode. This was a good episode. Yeah, now now we get to move into, you know, next week's episode when we finally have some tournament action going on. And we just it's like I said, it's less than three weeks until double or nothing. So now. I really truly expect the shows to really be really good going into the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, less than three weeks. You heard it from Scott. Also, if you guys didn't get, if, if you fan fest, we're going to be there. Yes, sir. We're going to have to make, we're going to have to meet some of you guys. We want to see some of you guys. We want to meet you guys. We want to hang out. We want to do, we want, Scott and I, well, this is our vacation. Real talk for a moment. Hold a second. Real talk for a moment. Glasses have come off, folks. <laughs> this is our vacation. For most of our vacation, it comes down to what do we say? We're going to do the Grand Canyon. We're going to do some small things at Grand Canyon. There's a pinball museum. We're talking about doing the Neon Museum. Things that are like fill up your time, but aren't like, oh, we're going to go to a show. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And we're going to do go karts. And we got, no, no. We're going to do things that are relaxing and enjoy ourselves. I'm going to find the nicest cigar bar I can. There you go. And smoke while I'm out there. Yep. Maybe you know I should just go golfing. Let's pick up golfing while we're out there. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to we there's a we want to make sure we get a chance to at least meet people who are going out there. Absolutely. So at some point, Scott went have to make a notice of it. Yes, and sir. we will uh Get a little group together. Get to meet people. You know, get to meet the wrestling community. You right. guys, the fans. Get to put some faces to the 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 the, uh, the tweets that we've been you know talking with for God uh, years. Beaks now. to the tweets. Yep. Beaks <laughs> to the tweets. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're looking forward to it, guys. We hope you are as well. And if you don't already do so, guys, please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SOB official and Scott S. Scott at J Stream. Don't forget to follow Ship It Studios as well on all streaming platforms, all the social media platforms. I believe they are Ship It Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on all streaming platforms. If there's one you cannot find us on, please let us know, and we will put ourselves on there. On your streaming platform and mobile device, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people why Above the Ring and Ship It Studios is the podcast if you're choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Guys, less than three weeks away. Thank you for listening, as always. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. 
And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.